How would it feel to have a thriving fitness business and have the freedom to enjoy life at the fullest? Well, that is exactly what the Trainer Revenue Multiplier Show is going to give you. My name is Matthew Park. This is Amy Filer. Hey, guys. And we are here to serve. Team, welcome aboard. We have my amazing partner in crime, Jimmy Fowler, the fantastic powerhouse turbo herself today for our podcast on follow-up. And Jamie, how are you doing on this fine, wonderful, awesome morning? It has been a really great Wednesday so far. I've been spending it with my woman crush Wednesday. Katie and I were making content all morning, batch creating that so that we didn't have to worry about it uh, next week because we're in Costa Rica. So we are setting ourselves up in advance. That sounds like a lot of fun. Costa Rica in the sun, vitamin D. Well, you're over in Florida, so you already get vitamin D. There's never a lack of vitamin D where I am. Well, in Canada, it's a little bit different. So I'm just going to poke at you for one quick second, but it's all good. (laughs) Awesome. Well, we have a pretty hot topic that we're actually going to go over that I know you taught in TRM Gold as well this week, which is pretty epic. It's one that we probably get a lot of questions on with all of our clients. Yeah. And one that obviously is pretty important in our business. Yeah, for sure. Right. Is follow up. 110%. The big bad follow up. And I think the big question obviously comes into, of course, there's a lot of things you can talk on follow up, but the ways, of course, of doing it, how to do it, the best techniques of using it. Uh, is it personalized? Is it automated? What do you exactly, how do you incorporate these things? And we're definitely going to cover all those bases and more in today's interview for the podcast. Talk more about those things. How do you, Jimmy, define follow-up in your business? What's what's your definition of follow-up in your eyes? I think it's any interaction or conversation that takes place after a call. So anything after the, the meeting, whether it's a rapport call, a triage call, or the actual sales compatibility discovery call, Whatever happens after is all follow-up. Would you define that whether they say yes or they say not yet? I would define that whether they say yes, not yet, I'll think about it. There's always conversation after the conversation for so many reasons, which I'm sure we'll get into as we go through the, the podcast. I love it. 110%. So what would you say if you look at all the years of interim now, it's been about four and a half years now, probably four years in TRM. Yeah. What would you say if you think of follow-up and look at how it's evolved in the last four and a half years and being in TRM and like what you've seen is probably the biggest issue challenge that come with most of our clients. And that of course they should almost be solving or looking at in their business around follow-up. What would you say? So it's very interesting, Matthew, because I, you know, I coach people one-on-one in TRM gold and I get my own breakout room every Tuesday. And I had some, some gentlemen in the breakout room yesterday who said, well, you know, I just never wanted to follow up because I didn't want to pressure them or sound salesy. And I was like, oh my God, that's so me four years ago. Right. I figured if someone said, no, thanks, I'm good. I was like, Great. I hope you reach your goal. Sorry, couldn't be part of the process. Period. Full stop. Right. Um, or if they said, you know what, I'll think about it. I'm like, great. I guess I'll just hear back from you whenever then. Right. And now I was like, oh, funny you. You are not getting away with that line. We are scheduling a follow up call. Um, so how have I evolved? I've realized that it is not pushy or pressuring or salesy to follow up. It's, 
It's the price of helping someone reach their goals or being passionate and enthusiastic about helping someone reach their goals. I like that. I like that. Your passion is basically related exactly to them, Yeah. you know, through in the conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. hundred percent. hundred percent. Now, okay. What a question as well. Coming in, almost going into like how much is personalized, how much is automated? So of course, you know, four years ago, a lot of the follow-up back in the day was a lot of personalized follow-up. Like, of course it was like, you know, send text, send emails manually in the very beginning of TRMAs. Right. Yep. Now we have the engine. Now we have Laurent. Now we have systems. Now we have you. Now we have our team. Uh, things have massively changed yeah. <laughs> over the years. Absolutely. So when you've looked at all the coaches, of course, you've worked with in TR, even like outside of the TRM circle and even coaches in general, what do you think is one of the most effective balance, almost like percentage breakdowns of personal and automated in your follow-up process or around that circle anyway? My gosh, I think... I don't know if it's necessarily, uh, I can give you an exact ratio or percentage, yeah. but I will say there, there are certain touch points that should be personalized and then certain ones that should be um, automated. For example, okay. uh, someone says yes, and you're sending them a contract has to be personalized, right? Because it has to say Matthew Park, it has to say today's date, and it has to say whether Matthew Park is paying in full or paying monthly you can't necessarily send out a templated contract, right? So you can have, I mean, you could have five different automations for like silver and gold, uh, you know, whether paying in full or paying monthly. So I guess if you want to get nitty gritty with the automation, you can. But also if someone said, I'll think about it, you know, maybe on day five, you're reaching out via text message and saying, hey, Matthew, just wondering if, hitting your goals of losing fat, getting more time back in your day and being a better dad are still important to you or if you've kind of written them off, mm. right? That's hard hitting and it can only be hard hitting because it's personal to the three pain points you mentioned on our sales call, yeah. right? Um, whereby I can still send you an example of a dad that I've helped and that can be automated. So... I, I think, again, certain touch points should be personalized and certain certain ones can be automated. I'm curious about your thoughts. Well, you shared, though, that's because you listened on a sales call. Of course. Yeah. Period, right. Yep. You get that data, of course, information you can use afterwards. Yep. Uh, I would say a good half and half ratio, because at the end of the day, you know, your system should definitely support automation as far as like generating touch points of yep. showing you care and information they can consume to validate why working with Jamie Fowler or Jace Lopez or Alvin Brown is the best decision for them and their and their health and wellness goals or their mindset yeah. goals, right? Yeah. Which could be stories of clients of yours, knowing their pain points, adding value. Now, what you shared there is so important because that's where the personal touch comes in. So if you mix in half of your communication with a selfie video and a text message, that actually literally yeah. was from what they show on the sales call. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, I'm going to ignore the five other call people that try to book call with me over here and yeah. go to Jamie because she actually heard. Plus I'm getting emails from her every couple of days on yeah. stories of her clients. Yep. And they're like, I want to work with Jamie. Like this is the best choice ever. So it's really interesting, Matthew. And I'm so glad you brought that up. I had a woman tell me at the end of January that she was waiting until middle of February to see a surgeon to decide whether she was going to work with me or not. So of course I followed up with her on the day of the surgery, on the day of the meeting, only to say, I hope the meeting goes well. Nothing beyond, hey, are you, you know, what did the surgeon say about us coaching? Just, hey, I hope you get the news you need. Yeah. 
She writes back, oh my God, thank you so much for remembering, which goes into one of your other questions about like, how do you track follow-up? Um, <laughs> thank you so much for remembering. Doc said, I'm good to start with nutrition and like lower body only. Can you remind me again about your program? So at that point, instead of sending an automated copy and paste, you know, 12 week customize this weekly education modules, weekly live, I sent her a video. Hey, Michelle, so great to see that the doctor said it was all good. I'm excited that you're excited about starting. Here's what you're going to get. And she's like, oh my God, I forgot how enthusiastic you were. I love your energy. Let's start beginning of March. So again, right. You have to decide the time and the place for yeah. automated versus personalized. But it's, it becomes part of the process, of course, because you're tracking the data in your system right now, which is so important. So as you generate, as of course, emails are going out to the person, you might squeeze in every couple of couple of days, something personal every, every week. Yeah. That, that one personal touch was like, oh my gosh, they got five other emails. Yes. That one person was like, that kind of nailed it in the coffee. Like, Jamie's got this passion. I'm going to go with her. Right. Yeah. That's it. That is it. And again, you know, you said. Jamie followed up with her. We said this on the module yesterday, right? 48% of trainers or people don't follow up. So if it's between you and another trainer that they're interviewing and you're the one that says, Hey, Jen, just curious what you were thinking about the offer. Just curious if you had any more questions, but the other trainer doesn't do that because they're the 48%. Um, you have a better chance. You'll be top of mind. And 78% of the dash you do follow up close better, more clients because that's, that's three quarters of your people that you're doing sales calls with. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And that five and 12 touch point ratio, which obviously goes into automated and personal. So, yes. you know, if you have a sales call with somebody that's kind of brand spanking new, or they just look at your Instagram page for the first time and they're going on a call with you and they're going to get five emails in the next seven days from you. Plus they're going to get two texts that are automated, but they get two real good personal touches. Yeah. That's about nine touch points. They're like, I'm really excited to work with Jamie because Jamie like showed this really attentive professional touch in here that no other coach I even had, like even did close to it. Yep. You know? That's it. Right. So, or just say, oh my God, my last coach didn't send me voice notes. Right. Again, personal touches make you different. Now, if you're on the call thinking a lot of this stuff of sounds kind of overwhelming to some of you guys, maybe you guys, emails, whatever, basically it is take follow-up in small bite-sized chunks, right? Yeah. Take seven days. Think of three basic emails to start there. Maybe two texts, three emails and have five touch points. Start there. Yeah. No. And one email. I, go ahead. ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. So one email could be like a client success story. One could be a story basically of maybe like a story of, of kind of how you know your company and like the philosophy of your, of your model and your core values and so forth. And one mm -hmm. could be a touch, a pain point touch point email, right? Yep. Take an hour to make both, all three emails, you know, use chat GPT. If you want to use a couple things there, hint, hint. Um, and then number two is two texts one motivation. One could be video of you just kind of like, you know, just a general video of like your passion. Like you just shared, Jamie, that might take you an hour, hour and a half to make all those things. And you're ready to go. Yeah. Manual to start, make automated after that, you know? Yep. That's it. I was going to suggest that for those, again, starting out, especially who don't have an automation, like a CRM yet, what I did the first year of my business before I invested in the engine was put it in the notes um, application on my MacBook, whether it was a motivational text or the welcome email, if a client said yes, or a client success story. All I did was store it in notes and then copy and paste it into an email or um, iMessage on my desktop or WhatsApp on my desktop. And then it was still, it was automated to an extent, but still personalized and manual. 
That's a great idea, Jamie. That's, that's a really awesome idea. Because of course, if you're not, you know, getting like seven, eight calls a week, which is normal for most, you know, clients they start, but if you're getting one a week, so four a month or two, yeah. week, you know, eight a month, start there. Yeah, that's it. Awesome place to start. Cool. Tracking the data. So tracking follow-up. So what exactly do you use, Jamie, for your follow-up tracking right now? Uh, I use the uh, TRM engine because there's a way um, to to set a reminder for yourself to follow up with that um, prospect. And then it pops up on your dashboard as that date is approaching. But another thing I do is I always keep a planner next to my um, next to my laptop where I take all of my sales calls via Zoom. So if let's say, you know, Remy says, hey, Jamie, um, you know, give me a minute to think about it, ask my significant other, whatever, I will just write on Thursday, follow up with Remy. Like mm -hmm. that's, it's old school, but it also works. Or um, if I'm on a phone call and I'll say, hey, Sarah, you know, when's a better time? She says, let me ask my husband. He comes back from, you know, the field on Friday. I will just move the appointment in iCal from Wednesday to Friday and, and just it'll be a reminder. It'll pop up and say, you know, text Sarah or call Sarah about husband's decision. Oh, that's a great that's a great point. Jim. Yeah. I love that. I want to share a point I think is kind of also important to kind of bring up as well. It's almost the aspect of trying to looking at trying to generate lots of like almost like buying, trying to buy ads or leads before you even have follow-up actually in place. Yeah. And I say it because I think a lot of coaches get too far ahead of themselves. Mm -hmm. They want to invest in, you know, outside resources that maybe cost whatever money it is to bring in leads. And that's totally cool. I'm totally cool with that. We're both cool with that. Yeah. But all of a sudden, their system or their follow-up is obs it's almost like non-existent. Yeah. You're basically yeah. wasting money for nothing. Yep. And depending on more of a system that do all for you, which again, I'm all for I'm all for automations, but there's a certain point where you have to your personal becomes part of it. Yeah. Uh, of course, of course. And honestly, Matthew, I'll almost challenge that thought and say, don't buy Facebook ads until you have an assistant coach. Uh, you know, I haven't, I actually got banned from Facebook ads in, uh, February of 2020. So I've not, I've not been able to run an ad in three years. Um, and I had to hire an assistant coach because I couldn't handle my organic traffic, let alone what would happen if I even started paying for it. So forget follow-up and system. You need an ACE, you need an assistant coach before you buy Facebook ads and then both you and your assistant coach need to figure out what follow-up is going to look like so no client loses value when they come into your ecosystem. But you already gave an example that you never even had Facebook ads for three years or even like really any all. I didn't, you know, I didn't have that before either. Yeah. <laughs> and you're, you're basically like a mid to high six-figure business. So at the end of the day, like it goes show like when you're organic you know, niche is so niche down to who you're trying to serve. And you add, you know, your niche so well, which of course you do, you're yeah. also in the community and you serve them at the highest level that just generates referrals, word of mouth, share your post, comment your post. That is lead generation at its best, right? That took you a bit of time to generate, but now it's compounding effect. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And that you just mentioned, go ahead. No, no, I didn't. Yeah, oh, that was awesome. You go ahead, Jamie. You're awesome. Okay. <laughs> So let's say you do a, a hard hitting post direct to your ideal client avatar and you do a comment below, overcome overwhelm if this sounds like you. Yeah. Cool. A follow up is actually messaging, even if it's copy and paste, every single one of those people who commented overcome overwhelm. And then as soon as you send that message in your DM, flag it. Oh, because it means that once upon a time, 
they were interested in what you had. They felt like they fit your ideal client avatar. And I now go back into those flagged messages once a week and say, hey, Michelle, just curious if, if overwhelm is something you're still struggling with or hey, Bex, just checking in to see how your fat loss goals were coming. That is absolutely brilliant. It's so it's so important, and Jamie, I should realize that because I think you and you've really become masterful at obviously is follow up also, which could be a whole different podcast interview, by the way. Yeah. Follow up in yeah. social right. media, right? Yeah. In social yeah. media follow up, whether it's commenting or taking your likes and DMing mm -hmm. and flagging and a whole different like unique content that of course also takes tracking as well, too. That's it. Yeah, hundred yeah, agreed. Do you want to go into tracking? Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Um, all right. So tracking, because this is also important. You know, we have clients who come into TRM and they're just like, no, yeah. Like I'll go into my texts every once in a while and, and I'll message an old client and I'll be like, uh-huh. And then do you keep track of that person or how do you know when the last time you message them is? And what if you delete the conversation? Cause now you have 800 ongoing threads in your text message. It's a lot. So what we recommend and what you and Tani created was a Google sheet that not only has a database of everyone you currently work with, everyone you've ever worked with and all new people who are interested in working with you, but you've, we have added in the evolution of TRM columns that say follow up one, two, three, all the way through eight, uh, in which you can put the date that you followed up with that individual and the medium by which you followed up text, email, phone call, DM, Facebook messenger, WhatsApp, whatever, carrier pigeon. Uh, and I think that is exceptionally helpful as well. So 100%. yeah, you can track it in, um, you can track it in the Google sheet, or mm -hmm. like I said, if it's a Facebook or an Instagram message that you've flagged, mm -hmm. I go through all of my flagged messages just one day a week. Mm -hmm. And I, I like, that's my day for flagged messages. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Kind of intriguing. Here's a stat I want to share with you as well, Jamie. Actually, maybe you don't even actually know the stat actually, but like when I first started TRM basically about four and a half, five years ago, all the leads and clients that came in the first year, year and a half were yeah. from a database, Jamie, which is kind of funny. I want wow. to show you TRM is yeah. that basically work in a database, which probably was, you know, because I used to own INBF back in the day. I used to, of course, do the you know, beverage company. So I had a lot of connections and, you know, Super League and so forth, right? Sure. So it was, it was just really nurturing people that already I already knew like back in yeah. the day. You were one of those people, right, from Super League, yeah. right? And the database was literally my year and a half of working that. Like, you know, some people took six months to say yes. Kristen yeah. Graham, you took you, like, you you gave me a, a text, like, Christmas, whatever it was, you know, yeah. working with you. But we nurtured a friendship first. Well, basically until you become a client and all of a sudden now yeah. we're colleagues. Yeah. So it's funny how, you know, don't ever ignore what's already in front of you. Yeah. And that follow-up in a database is critical because that's where you can keep rebuilding trust. Yeah. Right. And yeah. then those into referrals. Yeah. And collaborations in three or four years yeah. later, whatever you want to. Yeah. So sure. we're going into that, but yeah. I think you, you put as one of your questions in the skeleton, you know, how much follow-up is too much, or is there such a thing as too much follow-up? And however controversial this might be, my answer is no, not if you're passionate about what you do. I am not embarrassed or ashamed to tell the people that I coach in TRM Gold that if I get blocked on Instagram, I have followed up enough. And that's the truth. Mm-hmm. It's fine by me. And I probably have like a hundred people who have blocked me because once upon a time they expressed interest and like a pit bull, I latched on and didn't let go. 
That is because you care though. Yeah. Yes. You care about the results. You care about helping them. And because you care so much, they're like, it wasn't a fit for them. Totally is fine. Yeah. That happens once in a while. Yeah, for sure. You yeah. Know? But I'm assuming the only people who are listening to this podcast and the reason you've stuck around for the last 20 minutes is because you care. So friends, <laughs> if you're getting blocked on Instagram, as long as you're not doing it because you're offensive <laughs> or aggressive, you're fine. You're fine. hundred percent. You know, it's funny. I was talking to a guy, I forget who it was recently, and we're talking about Instagram DMing stuff. And basically, like, if someone follows you, he's mentioning about if a follower was given a gift from you as a follower, a new follower, like right off that, like basically, hey, thanks for following me, Jamie. It's a pleasure to, you know, where are you from? By the way, here's a gift. If you don't mind, I'm going to share it with you just kind of as a new follower of my page. That's, that's, that's kind of cool. It's kind of cool to add some value to a new follower coming into your, in your, in your thing, almost like lead magnet, whatever basically it is. So follow-up doesn't always have to be asking for a call. Sure. It can yeah. be a conversation. It can be through email and text, whatever it is. But the other part I want to mention is the omnipresence of it. You know, if you're only using email, it's better than nothing, yep. but use multiple sources of follow-up, right? Yeah. Some yeah. people are on text more than email. Some are on social more than email, whatever basically yeah. it is. And, you know, so looking at follow-up, you know, start with a small database. If you're doing two or three calls a week, wonderful. If you're doing one call a week, that's totally fine too. Yeah. But imagine if you had good quality nurturing with those, that one call a week and you actually took care of that person, even though it was maybe a not yet, but they're like, oh my gosh, this, girl, this person cared about me. I'll tell my buddy Jeff over here to come over to us because, you know, he showed care in my conversation, even though I wasn't no, or I wasn't not yet, you know? Yeah. So you never know who's kind of in the circle of that. So to me, follow-up is almost like a skill. Do you have to keep building with your business? And That's then you keep improving. You never stop improving the follow-up. It's always going to get better and better and better. Yeah. Yeah. Another important note to make when you're tracking your follow-up is in terms of getting personal, uh, have a note written about what that person was struggling with. You know, again, even if, if they responded to a comment on your TikTok or your Instagram specifically about not understanding macros, then when you follow up, even if it's next month, because they've been ignoring your DMs or whatever, hey, Matthew, just curious if you're still struggling with what macros are and how to count and track them. So always take a note of like, again, you know, if it's an old client, why they came to you in the first place, how their goals were coming. If it's a new prospect, what they expressed interest in, in terms of their goals and that kind of thing. I love it. Let's ask this question too for both of us, Jamie, and it's more of a question of a personal kind of for both of us is like, in your eyes, what are like two or three do's and don'ts that you would do, um, Jamie Fowler style, you know, in your sales, in your sales follow approach. So, so three, you know, two or three do's, two or three don'ts. Don't give up before the 12th contact point. Mm. Yep. Um, do always be kind and courteous in your follow-ups. Don't be aggressive. Um, don't take anything personally. If you get ghosted, they may have, you know, it's like someone ghosting you on a date. Maybe they got cold feet. Maybe they just decided that online coaching wasn't for them. Maybe God forbid something happened in their family. Like it's not you. Yeah. So those are my, those are my do's and don'ts. What are yours? My number one is after a call, my, my don't, I guess my don't is, is don't, like wait to respond until three days later. Yeah, for sure. That's like, just don't, don't avoid that, you know, like, oh, I'll just get, or, or let them get back to you. 
Yep. Right. Yep. Don't finish a call and be like, Hey, just get out whenever you're ready. I'm like, they're probably not going to get back to you when they're ready. You know? So I think one don't is like, don't let that happen. And the do basically is, is book a follow-up call with them within a couple of days or a day or two to give them a chance to, to review over your information. Yeah. Um, and the last piece is you can never do too much follow-up. Yes. Also. Yes. Yeah. So that one's definitely in there, but make sure you can do omnipresent style. If you can do it in three different places, if possible to yep. maximize, like hit, hit different angles with your follow-up process. Yeah. I would hundred percent agree with all of that. And those. just start there at the end of the day, you know, yeah. um, one more question we have here. Oh yeah. This is one question I'm asking me. So when a person says yes, right on the call, they're like, I'm ready to go with the coaching. Let's rock and roll. Okay. <laughs> Should we still follow up? Yes, um, because as you and I did our research, anywhere between 30 and 74% of people experience buyer's remorse. Yeah. So the goal is to reduce that by showing them right away that they're welcomed into the community, that we know what we're doing, that our onboarding process is smooth because that'll build their confidence in the whole program. Um, so no, we don't just let it go after we've received money. That is when they immediately get an onboarding email, the contract, maybe even like 10 recipes that you can use right away. A Facebook group, right? Please join and introduce yourself, make a welcome post on Instagram for them, whatever it is, do something automatically for them. Jamie is so spot on guys. When you look at the, the yeses, that yes still means like you have to still keep with the process. Yeah. So even when you get payment, you know, yeah, whether it's on the call or a couple hours after the call or 24 hours, whatever, basically it is okay. when you keep nurturing that person, there's, there's, there's like literally you're lowering the percentages of them either saying, Hey, I want to cancel in two days or I want to cancel in a month or whatever, because you're nurturing and rewarding them and supporting them with your own sales process. Right. But that is it. Right. Give them some homework and then the intern. So any last follow-up thoughts? I believe we've given people more than enough. Guys, implement on two things you heard today and you will increase your income or client retention or uh, show up rate. I promise you. It was a March madness call. Okay. The March 1st like madness it. call. I like it. Boom. <laughs> So I'm not as glamorous as Jamie on the end of our calls, guys. I can't quite explain all the follow, where to follow, all that kind of stuff. So I'm not going to rehearse her rehearsals. I'm just going to say, guys, if you liked our show, follow us. Nice. <laughs> Turn revenue nice. multiplier. If cool. you really liked the episode, you can take a screenshot and share it with us. You know, was that pretty good, Jamie? You know? That was solid, Matthew. That yeah. was a good effort. Yeah. If you want to go to our website, our URL, it's the same thing. Turnaroundmultiplier.com. Um, Jamie's at, at Jamie91, my, my underscore Matthew, and you can follow both of us if you like us, you know, because we're pretty cool people. And then from there, um, did I throw anything else, Jamie, in this amazing process? You're good. Perfect. Two thumbs up, guys. It's been a pleasure. Jamie, as always, a pleasure. You rock. High five. And we'll catch you later, man. Thank you for listening to the Train Revenue Multiplier show. If you love today's episode, head on over to Train Revenue Multiplier on the iTunes and Spotify and subscribe to the show today. 
take a screenshot with your phone of this episode and share on your social media and let us know any questions you may have, things you enjoyed about the show or things you want to see more of coming down the pipeline and tag us at Train Revenue Multiplier on your social media. And if you are looking for more real money-making, business-building things to help you grow to the next level in your business, have your more income and have you working smarter and harder in your business, then head on over to trmshow.com to book your free 30-minute business building call today. We look forward to hearing from you, serving you, and of course, delivering more impact for your business. Have a great day. Take care. Let's keep growing.